Hello, everybody. I just want to welcome you to Witness of His Light, Testigo de la Luz, where we share God's Word uh, for this lost world. And I want to begin today and share a little bit what God has been uh, pouring into my heart. And I just want to share it with you today. We start in Luke 18, verse 11. Now, it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he said, he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. There are a couple of things that I want to talk about in this uh verse here in these verses right here first of all you know everybody that you read in the bible that when jesus lived they heard about jesus right and i've said that before they heard about jesus how he spent his whole life on this earth the three years in the ministry uh cleansing uh you know healing the sick uh raising the dead uh delivering people from the demonic spirits but here we see him that he he cleansed them off he he basically they yelled from afar and they yelled because there were lepers at that time lived in their own village and they weren't allowed to be around normal people. So they stood afar off and they cried to be healed. Master, have mercy on us. So he did. So it was that as they walked with Jesus as they walked and did what Jesus said, they were cleansed. Well one of them that found you know, when he found out that he was cleansed, came back and gave glory to God. How many times, and that's basically what, you know, what we see is that people, a lot of people, when they get in a situation where it's life, death, healing, uh, maybe a sickness or a situation where they're in trouble, they cry out to God, and and then God hears their answer and, and basically grants them their, their prayer. And as soon as that passes, they go back into the world. And here we see that nine of the Jews, I'm assuming they're Jews because he called, they, they say that he's a Samaritan. So the rest of them, right, nine, nine out of 10, right, went back into the world. And, you know, I believe that because they didn't, they, they didn't walk with Jesus, it didn't say that they didn't, but I'm assuming the way that he said you know, that they didn't come back, that they weren't going to come back. So nine of them didn't come back to walk with Jesus or give him thanks and be have a thankful, grateful attitude that, you know, Jesus had mercy on them. So they went into the world once again. And I don't believe that they kept their healing because, you know, you if, if you make a decision for God to walk with Christ and he grants you a miracle and you just you know, forsake him and go your way, then I don't believe that that healing is going to stay because you walked out on Jesus. Okay. And 
I mean, when you when you turn to Christ and you become a Christian and you give a life to him, that's what it means. You don't leave him. You don't walk off. You don't. I mean, no matter what happens, you're there. You're a believer. And, you know, you let him have his way. Lord, not my way, but your way. Right. Because the Bible says that your life is not your own anymore. It has been paid for. It belongs to Jesus. Right. So here we see that nine out of ten people went their way. They went back into the world except that one, right? And that brings me to another topic, which uh, the verse that says, you know, wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to salvation. And I don't know why, but that hit me like like a ton of rocks. Uh, so one out of 10, that means 10%, 10%. So if, if Jesus says that narrow is the road to lead to salvation and few find it, right? If we just take this, for instance, in the whole time that the world has existed, imagine only 10% got into heaven. Then 90% went, um, did not get saved. There's so, so many people that, you know, when you go to a funeral, you know, everybody's going to heaven. Everybody became an angel. Uh, every, we're going to see everybody in heaven, but their lifestyle, uh, you know, they never confessed Christ. They never, um, you know, try to share their faith. They never did anything. They right, and but everybody goes to heaven. That's not true. Uh, so if we take this example here, there's seven billion, seven billion people on Earth today, right? That means ten percent is seven hundred million. So that means that out of the seven billion, only seven hundred million would be going to heaven. So let's imagine from since time began, you know, ten percent made it to heaven. Just imagine that. Why? Because we go our own way. We 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 get what we want from God, and then we go our own way, right? Instead of really sticking with Christ and following Christ and being in the in the Word every day and and sharing your faith so that people won't be lost, because that's what God wants. He said, you know, it's not that you know He can't come back. It's because He doesn't want any to perish without Him. That's the mercy of God. That's Him. Wanting to make sure that everybody gets gets a chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, you know. So if you you're one of those people, and you keep running into these Christians that talk about salvation and how you saved, and you know that God's trying to get your attention, man, and and you need to take advantage of that before you die, before it's too late, because once you die, that's it. You can't change your mind. You're going to be in a place of torment, a place uh, of fire, uh, of eternal damnation, a place without God, without anything good. And, you know, I, I don't want that to happen either. I want to do what God says, what is important to God. And your life, your spirit, and your eternity is important to God. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you did, what you've done. You are worthy to call on the name of Jesus and be saved today. And that's what God wants. That's what I want. That's what we want. We want you to call on the name of Jesus today. Okay. Uh, we want you in that 10%. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I know this for a fact. It was just a thought that came to me. And, uh, you know, because the Bible does say that narrow is the road that leads to salvation and few are those that find it. You know, but we have so many, so many different religions out there that people are going, you know, 
there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to destruction, right? So, like, you know, I, I know I used to be a Catholic, and, you know, so I know a little bit about uh, being a Catholic. You know, they they fall out of saints. You know, they pray to Saint Ma- uh, to the to the Mother of God, Mary. They call her Mother of God, Mary, and and there's like five different Marys. You know, Guadalupe, La Virgen de Guadalupe, La Virgen de San Juan, La Virgen de Maria. You know, and they have all these saints that people pray to. But the Bible is clear. It says that there is no other name that you can be saved un can be saved under but that of Jesus Christ. The Son of God, the one that died and was crucified, you know, on the cross and shed his blood so that you would be saved. Okay? So there's nobody else that can save you but except Jesus Christ. Right? So, you know, bef- you know, and, and I know that like when people die and they're Catholic, you know, they the Catholics people, they pray and they make prayer for the for Mary and all the saints that they would in, in, intervene on your behalf, but you're dead already. You're dead. You're either dying Christ or you die in your sins. So don't believe that lie. Make a decision for Christ. Follow Christ. Uh, the Virgin Mary was a vessel that was an honorable vessel that God used to bring Jesus Christ into this world. After Jesus was uh, born and, and he grew up, Mary got, uh, the Bible says that Mary got married to Joseph and they had other kids. Remember when they said, isn't this Joseph, uh, this is a Jesus son of Joseph and Mary, right? So God wouldn't take Mary as a wife. Uh, he only used her to, because she was an honorable vessel and she had found favor in his eyes to bring the savior of the world into the world. So, you know, pray today that that you receive Jesus as your Savior and be saved for an eternity. I don't want you to be uh, lost in eternity. If you don't believe what I'm saying, pick up the Bible, read it. If you haven't read it, because I used to be a Catholic and I never read the Bible. And I was like a like a cowboy fan, you know. I was just like a diehard cowboy fan. I'm a Catholic. But have you read the Bible? No, I've never read the Bible. But I was a staunch uh, Catholic. I used to argue with people until I read the Bible, until I went through a period of depression and some uh, mental health issues that, uh, you know, it wasn't me. It was uh, it was a spiritual attack. And how do I know that? Because God didn't create me like that. I never had anything happen to me like that. The Bible says that, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, Right. So, you know, when I went through that, that short period, you know, I really looked, went through the Bible. I was just like the lepers, man. I had heard about Jesus, how he could heal, how he could heal the sick, right? And I, and for a year, I'm kidding you not, for a year, I read the Bible and I used every verse that came against me. I mean, every idea that came against me that was against God, I would bring it up and say it. Like if I was fearful, I'd say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind, right? So I would say that, you know, and then I would say, uh, I would also say, hey, Jesus, you said if I draw close to you, you would draw close to me. You know, uh, Jesus is a uh, is a present help in time of trouble. You know, I shall not die, but live and declare the works 
of the Lord. So you find yourself, whatever you're struggling with today, whether it's addiction, whether it's a stronghold, whatever it is, depression, that's what you need to find in the Bible. So you can counter what the enemy is trying to do to you. You know, my thought, my thought process was pretty jacked up back in that day. And I remember I used to say to myself, you know, Philippians 4, where it says, you know, uh, meditate on anything that is of good rapport, of anything that is, you know, truthful and just and good and merciful. Meditate on those words. And that's, it doesn't say meditate on, like, I'll give you an example. You know, one of the things that really helped me through my son's death was these uh, two pastors, deliverance pastors, that spent time with me because they could see that I had like this spirit of heaviness of grief on my life. And they prayed for me and they would talk to me and they would say, you know what? God doesn't want you like this and God want to use you. But what you have to do is whatever good things, whatever blessings you have of your son, all the good memories, keep them. But all the bad memories, put them at the foot of the cross give it over to the Lord, bury it at the foot of the cross, cover it with the blood of Jesus, right? So that's what I did, and and, and here I am. I'm talking about it without, without, you know, breaking in half and crying because that's what would happen. I couldn't talk about it. I would just bust out crying, and all I could, all the devil would paint was a picture of my son being in that, in that coffin and how he died and how he's gone and how am I going to make it, you know? And for two years, I, w- I was like that. But one day the Lord just lifted me up. Like the Bible says that we may, may fall seven times, but the Lord picks us up every day. And he is my salvation. He is my strength. He is everything to me. I didn't walk out on the Lord. I could have went to the world. I could have become a drunk, an alcoholic, a uh, drug user, but uh, you know, I believe in the Lord. I believe in heaven. It's real. Uh, and I want, that's what I'm doing this for is to help somebody else that might be stuck in the strongholds of the devil, because the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He was behind my son's death because he, it was death. You know, death is the last enemy to be destroyed by, by Jesus. He will be thrown in like a fire and it's going to be so great. There'll be no more death no more sorrow. Jesus is going to wipe our our tears away. We're going to see our loved ones, and we're going to have a great time in heaven. So I want you to be part of that. I want your family to be part of that. Do not be deceived, because Satan is the big deceiver, the liar, right? And he always likes to point the finger at God and say that he's the one that, he's the one behind it. But you know, Romans uh, 8, 1 says, there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So you know, when the enemy tries to say something like, hey, you know, maybe you're someone that died. Uh, if you are a better person or whatever, then I automatically say that. Hey, you know what? There's no condemnation in me. G-A. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm in Jesus Christ. You know, I don't have to sit there and have a conscience when I know that I can trust God and believe that Willie is in the right place in heaven waiting for me. The Bible says that uh, one day is heaven in heaven is like a thousand years here. So, I mean, Willie, he died in 2018. So it's going to be like, I don't even know how many minutes, hours, 
that he had been there one hour in heaven and then I show up if I live to be 80 years old, you know, and we're going to be united and it's going to be a hallelujah moment. It's going to be great. So without any further uh, adieus, I want to, I want to lead you in the prayer of salvation so that you can also be there with us in heaven to be with Jesus forevermore. Okay, let's start. Hey, Jesus, I just come before you, Lord, as a sinner. I know that what I have done is wrong, and I repent of my sins today. I believe that you are the Christ, the sent one, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and I ask you and invite you to come into my heart and to save me, change me forever, put me in the Father's hand where no one can yank me out of his hand. Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me from the top of my head to the to the soles of my feet, fill up every empty hole, uh, guide me into all truth, keep me from ever falling away, and I ask you now, be the Lord and Savior of my life, Satan, I'm done serving you, get out of my life, get out of my kid's life, and I just thank you, Jesus, for your for, for you dying on the cross for me, for thinking about me and my family, for giving us an opportunity to have eternal life. And I pray today in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. I hope that you prayed that. I hope that you became a brother or sister in Christ today and that God, uh, drew you and that you are new, you are, you are now in the, in our family, in God's family, and you're my brothers and sisters, and that one day we'll be able to talk in, uh, in person and talk about, you know, uh, the day that your life changed forever and how you, you went out there and, and won a lot of souls and you preached to your neighbor, your kids, your wife, your dad, your sister. There's so many things that you can do. If you are in prison today, you know, I want to just share that, you know, you might be locked away somewhere, but you know what? You have a lot of uh, influence with the people that are there, that are on their way to hell. You can change that. You can preach to them about Jesus. You can pray and intervene for your family, your kids, you know, your wife, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, it would make, it would, it would just make a big difference. Just accept the Lord today and ask him to show you how you can impact God's kingdom. Holy Spirit, I ask you to take territory today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And I just pray that you prayed that prayer and that you continue to listen to the station and be blessed by the word of God, by my, my, my best friend, Leonard Cousins and myself. Uh, we're going to try to get other people to come on and preach in Spanish. So keep checking back, keep listening, keep getting blessed by God's word today in Jesus name. So thank you very much for listening. And I bless you in Jesus name. Bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day. God bless and good night.